Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to Food for Thought, Woo. a podcast gab fest run a multiracial mix of queer writers gather around the table to talk about sex, <sighs> identity, what we like to read, and who we like to read. Mm. Food for Thought, we are stretched thinner than Joe's foreskin right now. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Why didn't you just read the horrible thing that I wrote for you? <laughs> Why did you have You know what? That? that was better. <laughs> Teams, this is better. I actually have kind of a thick foreskin, I have to say. No! And then that's going to make Joe talk about his fucking dick, which I'm is the zone sorry. that we don't want to be in. That's not I'm where we want to be. I'm sorry about that. No. Listen, Thotties, I just wanted to tell y'all, we love you. Um, we are, like, the thoughts right now, we, we are scattered to the winds, mm-hmm. but we still wanted to check in with you. We wanted to make sure that we were, you know, addressing the fans. And so we thought maybe we could do yeah. a couple of mailbag yeah. episodes while, yes. uh, while the hoes reassemble. Yes. Mailbag being essentially pending for your thoughts, right? We are so yeah. excited to give you horrible advice. I know. I can't wait. <laughs> and we have special, we got audio advice requests this time. So it's not us reading your DMs. It's actual audio of you thoughties asking us thoughties for terrible advice. So And yes. we had a specific request for more Alex mom content. And so Alex will be joining us yes. this entire episode. It's Alex, me and Teebs. We're oh here to God. be disgusting for you. Yes, Alex's microphone. She's, she's the only one, obviously, she's producer Alex with a professional microphone. And it looks like a combination of a mushroom and a penis. <laughs> it looks like it has thicker foreskin than I do. Okay, mm. the thing on the top in the industry, it's called a dead cat. So it actually cat? looks no. like a dead cat. Yeah. No, that's yeah. so sad. Yeah. Now I'm going to spend the rest of the episode thinking about my pet's dying. No, you know it's hard for me to say that. <laughs> How about we just do a little roll call? I'm Let's Tommy Teebs Pico. Uh, I'm a fucking what are scientist, you, nonfiction writer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, I'm a I'm a, a poet and a TV writer, and uh, now I'm an actor. I made my debut. Ow! Yes. I'm Joseph Osmondson, scientist, nonfiction writer, and sentient subtweet. I have come uh, to life. You I'm just walking around. You love subtweeting. You love subtweeting. I love subtweeting. And then and deleting I love, tweets. I love being subtwat. Also, you yeah. Know. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a little too far. Are you are you really living if you haven't been subtwat today? I would prefer not. I would prefer (laughs) not to either. I'm Alexandra De Palma. I'm producer Alex, podcast producer, teacher. And for the past like three months, I've been having nonstop sex dreams about Tony Soprano. And I can't stop. Like I don't. It's from watching the show so much. But like every sex dream I have is like with Tony Soprano in it. Like, oh, that is. Would it's never have in a million lot. years have thought that that's where that was going. <laughs> I, I feel like there's there's some weird Freudian stuff with the Italian heritage side of your family. You know what I mean? You always want to take it there. You always want to take it there. <laughs> Whatever you do, do to, you always just try and take it there. But that, I don't think that's it. I think it's like, because also when I was watching Mad Men nonstop, I was having sex dreams about Don Draper nonstop. Too. I was too. Have yeah, y'all totally sex was. dreams in COVID been crazy? Like mine have been really like exceptionally weird i find what's or what, vivid what's so you're vivid. saying a word that i don't understand anymore sex <laughs> mm. <laughs> listen what that's probably sex? why we're dreaming about it so fucking much so listen. i like not i haven't even been having sex dreams wow i, mean, I definitely have i mean i think a part of it has to do with i mean you know like um it's that fiona apple song sleep to dream yeah she's like oh, i don't go to I sleep to dream because she, yeah. she goes to sleep to sleep she don't go to sleep to dream i mm. go to sleep to dream because mm. <laughs> yeah. i have not because- been with somebody in a while mm. and i'm also like the, just proximity makes me nervous now in a way that it didn't before yep. yeah 
Yeah. 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 I tried going yeah. to the movies. I mean, I've been to the movies a few times. I went, uh, but like, I like the Alamo in downtown LA because mm-hmm. they do buffer seating and like you have to mm. show your vaccine card and mm-hmm. all this other kind of stuff. So I went to a theater at the Grove Mall um, and, and it was just completely sold out and people were sitting there and no masks on. I was like, this is a super oh, spreader shit, event. Really? I can't do this. No. Yeah. 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 I think I'm, I'm going to go to the theater for the first time next week to see Dune for the first I, time, I would, like since COVID. I went to see Bond for the first time since COVID. Oh my God, my really? Is, my partner's obsessed it? with Bond. It was, okay. I mean, the movie was, was awesome. I, okay. it, you know, if you can like, if yeah. you can shut off your like critical theory brain for two seconds, right. the movie was very cool. But also it was really stressful because it was a sold out theater opening weekend. And then people do that thing like they do in the airport where like you're supposed to have your mask on unless you're snacking, but they like pretend to snack all the time. And it's like, bitch, you're just holding popcorn. You are right. not snacking. You're just holding a popcorn. Put on your fucking mask. Where, where's it? Where's it? Buffer seating, or were no, people just sitting there? Hundred percent sold out. And then, like, the only good thing was that it was an IMAX theater, so you felt like there was a lot of air around. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a small room. It was a really big room, but it was still like. You know, I think I, because I'm an American and like paranoid, I'm like, I still, every time I go to the movies, like at least one time will be like, what's going to happen if a shooter comes in with a gun? Right. So oh, I yeah. have like the, the mass shooting hysteria. And now yeah. in addition to that, I have like the COVID hysteria yeah. of like picturing viruses floating around and going in my yeah. mouth, like in that fucking movie outbreak. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm a, I hear I'm that. A hoot. I'm you a know, hoot. my stoner ass is in so high in the movie theater worrying about the, the shooter. Like, <laughs> there have been so many situations where I'm just like, I'm looking back. I'm like, this person's yes. acting weird. And yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. Actually, after all of this, like, maybe I'm not going to go to the theater this week. <laughs> I, I, I like Bond not. too. Okay. Yeah, I got to say, it's because Lashana Lynch plays 007. And once I knew oh. it was her, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm here for 007 being a black woman. She okay. is so cool and so hot and so per- her acting ugh it's masterclass I also really liked the like the set piece in Cuba with what's yep. her name Anna Darmus mm-hmm. I thought that was really fun and it was she a was, long it was a long ass movie though was she, it? she was great as well yeah definitely pee before it starts okay okay thank you yeah. Um, anyway, I think I have the menu. I have the menu okay. this week. Basically, we're going to make Alex, we're going to troll Alex by playing a game of swipe right, swipe <sighs> left to find out what she really thinks about things. Okay. We're going to answer your questions with bad advice. And in the end, we get a little bubbly. Yeah. Take it away. Buck, 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 peacock. I'm feeling a little peckish, so let's start the top of the show the way any good top should, with a little tease, our uproarious appetizer segment amuse Boosh. And why don't you just do it, Joe? Yeah, obviously <laughs> we're trolling producer Alex with a with a swipe game today. Okay. So, you know, y'all know the rules, you know how this works. I'm gonna list a bunch of things or cultural objects or whatever. And then swipe left means we hate it. Swipe left right means we love it. Is everyone ready to start? I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I'm actually really scared. <laughs> we're gonna start easy. The first thing we're gonna start with is dessert i swipe left me too i hate dessert i don't hate it i'm just like not i used to have such a sweet tooth when i was younger and i've kind of like aged out of it yeah that's that's me too and it's it's like if you had told me when i was a kid that i could eat as many candy bars as i wanted Uh and the answer is i eat no candy bars i would have been like no that's not that's not me I mean, famously, I used to go to the movies because I limited my because I was so concerned about the possibility of diabetes <laughs> that I made I made it so that I could only eat candy when I went to the movies. But then, like, I just stopped buying candy and then I stopped eating. It's just like once I removed that thing, yeah, I had like isolated it to a, to a particular incident and then I ended that. And I was like, you know what? I I just don't have a sweet tooth anymore. I don't have this like desire to consume endlessly, which is how candy always felt to me as a, as a younger person. Yeah, See, I, bet, I completely I, agree. I could 100% swipe left. I could, I could totally live without dessert for sure. I, I yeah. am a savory snack, but though I, I mm-hmm. have, I, I have night cheese. I have a little piece of cheddar and I like really nice cheddar or like a good Gruyere. And I eat that at midnight and have a little glass of wine and watch my 30 rock. Okay, that sounds nice. I, I do like a chocolate chip cookie. Or here in Mexico, there's like pan de muerto in October, which is fucking good. But it's not like super sweet. It's kind of just like a little bit of a like sweet piece of bread or ice cream. But not like, you know what I mean? Not like religiously. So I would say swipe left. I had some a little bit of cake Andrea's birthday. We went out mm. to this nice restaurant in the Arts District, and I could only have a little, punt, like a tiny end of it. And I was like, I'm actually done. I'm a good. tiny body. This is all I can have. <laughs> <laughs> 
swipe right, swipe left on the kidney discourse. The kidney discourse. Uh, swipe left. Nobody comes out of that looking good. <laughs> yeah, I swipe all the way left because I think I actually texted the group chat immediately after reading it. And like after reading it, I was fucking pissed. I was just like, I yeah. just read this for 30 minutes. And it's just like, it's just pure... Goss, I know that there are larger things at play, you know what I mean? Like, especially in the writer community, there's, like, commentary to be made. But, like, at the end of the day, it's just fucking bullshit gossip about two people who I don't know. And so I'm like, it, I, to me, it felt like a huge waste of time, you know? I I love, um, I have a lot of lawyer friends, I obviously didn't go to law school, but I love, like, the intricacies of the law and how mm. it's dealt with. And, and so the, I always find that really interesting. And as a writer, I think about that a lot, like, how much of, you know, how much can I take a little piece of someone else's writing and it's like a wink or a nod or an homage to them? Mm -hmm. um, and, and how much of it is like fair use where I can use someone else's text in mine um, and, and I'm, I'm doing commentary. Um, and then like, you know, in this case, someone took someone else's work and said that it, it they didn't argue fair. It's just like I'm fascinated by the legal gray zone. It's essentially yeah. a legal gray zone where there's no established law on what what you can borrow from someone else if you're doing satire, if you're mm -hmm. doing commentary, blah, blah, blah. So I'm always just kind of, I find the the legal side of it really fascinating. I found the personal side of it horrifying on all sides, mm -hmm. but it was like watching a car crash that I couldn't look away from. Yeah. I want it to be adapted and then I want to play one of the famous writers in the group chat. <laughs> that would be amazing. I mean, we were also talking about this before we started recording, but like the idea of your group chat being subpoenaed is yeah. the most horrifying horrifying thing I can even imagine because that's the thing Joe you were kind of being like you know this person was really fucked up this person like and at the end of the day also it's like what you say on the group chat I mean does it mean yeah. I don't know Un you know unless unless you're giving your friend legal advice that, that is part. bad yeah. and they end up getting sued because they took your advice well that that's, was yeah that, that's true that part's true swipe right swipe left butt stuff Alex, Alex. Swipe Alex. right, swipe right. This, I do think anyone's gonna swipe left on butt stuff on the Food for Thought podcast. No, come on. I swipe left all the way left. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so over butt stuff. I mean, it's just like, ugh, I get it. No, whatever. you're not. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm just like, ugh, whatever. I know you just are frottage. Teebs is, is always a little frot frot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I, I want to make out though. Definitely want to make out. I don't out. think I want to make out with your butt. You, Joe? But it, when you when you think about COVID, the the mouth is is the viral incubator. The butt mm. is safe. Mm -hmm. Lick the butt all you want, mm -hmm. thotties. Mm -hmm. So Ew. swipe right. The look on Tiva's face is not great. Swipe right, swipe left. Squid Game. Oh, swipe I, all the way right. I actually haven't seen it. Oh Are my gosh, Tiva is actually behind on a cultural object. Swipe I don't know right. when people get the time. Like. It's it's like okay, I feel uh, a certain responsibility to keep current on television because mm. I'm a television writer. But I don't know how people who are television writers find the time to watch television because yeah. it's there's so I'm like spending so much time on the show, and it's like I when when do I have the time to watch TV? Yeah. And when I do, it's like the only the only new thing I've consumed was only murders in the building, and I'm obsessed I with that it. show. I love it. I love I it so it. much. It's Steve Martin. Uh, Martin Short and Selena Gomez, um, and also it's a total parody of um, true crime podcasts. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Is it a comedy? Yeah, it's a it's a dramedy. Yeah, it's a okay. comedy. Yeah, okay. um, and it has well, and it has it has Tina Fey playing an unscrupulous true crime podcaster who sells her podcast company for like the thirty million dollars and profits off of everybody Are else's you serious? murder. Yeah, okay. it's very good. It's very wow, good. I guess I have one unplugged. Um, I swipe <laughs> all the way right on Squid Game mainly because when I'm watching a TV show, it's very, very important to me that overall the cast is extremely hot. Like, like for instance, like The Crown. Like, I cannot watch The Crown because nobody on there is hot. And, like, in a lot – like, in a, it, it's not the same for movies as much for TV shows. I don't know why. I really don't know why. But, like, that's, like, a big criteria for me. And everyone in Squid Game is hot as fuck. Like, every single person in that show is gorgeous. And so that's one thing. But it's also, like, a really – I think I thought it was a really interesting show. You know what I mean? Like, apart from people being hot, it was really bingeable. Alex, the first half of that was a really good Fran impression. Halfway through, I kind of felt myself. I was like, this is such a Fran thing to say, but like, it's actually, <laughs> it's actually true in my case. So I guess I am just filling in for Fran right now. 
swipe right, swipe left on Timothée Chalamet as the young Willy Wanker. <laughs> swipe right. Swipe right. Really? He looks good. He looked good in that photo. I oh, thought he looked so Alex. cute. I, I was I was anti Timothée for a while, but now I don't know. I've fallen victim to his charms. I think he's really cute, so <laughs> I stand. And he looked good in that outfit. He's Jeez. also a really good actor, you guys. He's fine. <laughs> I'm torn. I I really adore Gene Wilder, so like yeah. I was not. I'm not convinced, um, but I am really <laughs> looking forward to Dune. So me too. I am also really looking forward to Dune. Yeah. Swipe right, swipe left on your current mental health. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Just the size. (laughs) I mean, I'm swiping left. I'm definitely swiping left. I, yeah, I'm so horribly depressed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I want to swipe right on it. That's just an aspirational right. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, swipe I'm right on right. future mental health. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. definitely not that. Jesus was so unconvincing. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm swiping right on my current mental health because it is what it is, and I'm doing the best I can. Oh, okay, yeah. You know what? When you think of it that way, we're we're like surviving. You know, yeah. we're we're fine. I, we're all fine. I would, I would definitely not say I'm thriving, but I'm here. Yeah, I would I'm say here. Thriving. Yeah, I've I've been really having a hard time like getting motivated in every sense, you know what I mean? Not just work, but like being social, doing like, mm. you know, I don't know. Motivation oh God, is so really true. lacking in my life. And so that's, that's been a little hard, but I think because I've been so overworked, I have no energy to be yeah. social at all. I'm yeah. like leaving the house. No, thank you, please. Yeah. Swipe right, swipe left on Roberto, a soup. Uh, I see you trolling me. Well, swipe right because Roberto the soup is what I I make a big pot of Roberto the soup weekly every Sunday. I make a big pot and then eat it for dinner every single night for the rest of the week. So, and Joe and I text about our progress on our Roberto every single week yeah. as well. Have you have you had Roberto a soup, Teebs? I was never included in the Roberto discourse, so quite <laughs> frankly, I don't enjoy being invited right now. You opted out. Is, you opted out. There fully is. There was a Roberto discourse. That's why the recipe yeah, got was. published in the New Yorker. So it's a re- it's a recipe that originally went viral. I think on the Instagrams, uh, um, and and it's a pretty it's a really easy to make soup that combines spicy Italian sausage, white bean, and kale, uh, and 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 Parmigiano Reggiano, and a little lemon if you want it. It is like. Super easy to make, really fast, super hearty, really delicious. Excellent. Definitely swipe right Highly on recommended. Roberto Asoup. Highly yeah. recommend. And it's it's great leftover, as Alex is saying. Yeah. Toast up some bread, heat freeze it up it. in the microwave. Yeah. Oh, freeze it. Oh. And you can Here's use your why... homemade stock. It's no, like, oh. no. Here's why it's fucked. Because this happened after I left New York. So I didn't get to participate with Joe and Alex's Roberto yeah. moment because I was on the West Coast being miserable. Like a bitch. So, like a bitch. So, swipe left. I, I will say if you use fire roasted tomatoes, uh, can you, mm. if you put the can of tomatoes, if you use fire roasted, it gives it a little. I don't always want it, but I do mm. want it sometimes. So, Good thoughts, tip. you know, hit us up with your Roberto pictures oh, on I have Twitter. One more we want to see them. I have one more yes. tip. You, I, and I just did it after, on my like hundredth, hundredth batch last week, which was boiling a cheese rind in it. Oh yeah! If you have yeah, if you have a palm necessary. rind, yeah. oh, the palm I use the pecorino rind, rind but um, it's oh. fucking amazing. Yeah, it's, it changed everything. It's great with any like hard Italian style cheese, yeah. pecorino, yeah. parm. Um, all right, last. Next up, time last I up. see you, I'm gonna make it, Teebs. Okay, last up. Last up, Reservation Dogs, the TV ah, show. Swipe right, swipe right, swipe right, swipe right. So I haven't good. heard of it. I don't know. What <laughs> is it on? What is what is it? It's a singer. It's a singer. It's a singer. Okay. Oh, oh, one of those Billie Eilish people. Okay. Yeah. I did. I I do have to say we we're gonna do a whole episode with Teebs on Reservation Dogs just Mm -hmm. to talk to him about the process and what he thinks about it and go through some of the episodes. But I just I actually um, saved the last episode for several weeks because I just didn't want it to be over and I just watched the last episode. I texted Teebs like maybe last week and it was just. mm. I mean, I just I. I had such high expectations because I knew Teebs was working on it, and then it blew all of my expectations away. I so if you haven't, agree. if you haven't watched Reservation Dogs on FX, you must. Yes, certified right. fresh, one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mwah. Thanks for listening. Mwah. Mwah. 
It's time we get to the meat of our discussion, the thought process, spelled T-H-O-T. T-H-O-T. And this week, our thought process, you know, we, we there's some there's some coin purses out. It's time for Penny for your thoughts. Um, our, our, our advice segment that you definitely shouldn't take to heart. That's what mm-hmm. I'll say about what mm-hmm. we're about to say. Yes. <laughs> yes. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, we have some new technology happening where thotties can submit voice notes so that we can respond to them directly. And I've listened through them before, but I'm playing them right now for Teebs and Joe for the first time. So we're all just going to be responding live. And just go on our Twitter and IG and you can submit one as well. We're going to be even less prepared than exactly. we normally are. Because exactly. we've not yet read the questions. All right. You guys ready? Yes. yes. Okay. Hey there, thoughts. Alex calling from Canada here. First time, long time and all that jazz. Uh, my penny for your thoughts is, how do you convince a friend that their upcoming marriage is a terrible idea? I have a friend who has been in an online relationship with a guy for less than a year. Um, and during the global panini, they have only been able to spend about two months, maybe less actually physically in each other's company. And they are planning to get married this December. Um, there's a whole bunch of red flags from his end that I'm not going to get into, but I think the thing that stood out for me from her end is that she's not even all that interested in telling anyone about this relationship. There's maybe five people in her friend group who know. And when I asked why she didn't want to tell anybody else, she just said that it was awkward. And when I probed a bit further and suggested that they might want to celebrate her, she just said, oh, right, I guess this is the kind of thing people like to celebrate, which, you know, really inspires a lot of confidence and the joy and happiness that's coming from this relationship. Anyway, people always say, oh, I want to be told if, you know, you don't like him or if this seems like a bad idea. But is that actually true? Um, Do you think it's more important that those of us who know offer her a network of support or are brutally honest with her about the fact that this really does feel like a terrible idea and um, that we are still here for her, though? I would love your thoughts. Thanks. Bye. Oh, my. First of all, Alex, genius producer. That was wild and so fun this person has an amazing voice i know i love them yeah yeah yeah. alex from canada thank you i mean i i also picked this for us because i wanted to discuss it because you guys know you've heard me talk about i have like a best friend who i love so so much who's in a relationship with somebody who i despise and who i know this relationship is a terrible idea and so like i had been asking you guys about like Should I tell my friend? Like, what should I do? And I went really back and forth for a really long time. And Joe, you actually, you gave me really good advice as the friend in the situation. Like, the most important thing is letting the person, like, letting the friend know that you're going to be there for them no matter what and trying to do it very, as as least, as as non-judgmentally as possible. But, like, having said all of this, I did consulted you guys, like, built, like, got myself together, my non-confrontational ass to, like, pull my friend aside and be like... Your relationship is trash um, and the person you're dating is trash. And like, I just wanted to let you know, like, I love you. You know what I mean? I, I said I didn't say How it exactly that go, like that. Alex? But How that's the go? whole that's the whole the, the whole reason of me bringing it up is like it went. He was literally just like it's his is a queer relationship. He's a gay man. He was like he was just like, well, thank you so much for letting me know. But but like, I disagree. Like, I disagree. Like, I yeah. think that he's great and I love him. I don't think you can. Okay. I'm of two minds because on the one hand, I telling your friend that their partner is trash, even if they are, could potentially cause a rift between you and your friend. Yeah. Because I, because it's like, I don't think you can convince somebody (laughs) uh, of that fact. Either Mm -hmm. they know it and they're not addressing it or they really don't know it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. tend to think it's the former um, most of the time, but like people in dynamics, unhealthy dynamics are, can also be, they, they can have their blind spots about Mm -hmm. a person Mm -hmm. um, and not understand maybe the origin of a conflict um, and not understand the, well, here's the, here's the good thing. (laughs) You can get a divorce. So (laughs) that's right. Even a marriage isn't, you know, 
isn't the end of the end. It's not the be all end all. It's like it might. And also it could be a mistake, but people make mistakes all the motherfucking time. People are and not just in relationships, in every aspect of their lives. And, you know, unless that mistake is harming you as a friend, Mm -hmm. it's sort of really hard. But you kind of it's really hard to prevent someone from making a decision that you wouldn't make just because you wouldn't make it. It's yeah. ultimately their decision. And I've yeah. been the um I've been the friend in the bad relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh and this is what I was talking about with the the thoughties when I was talking to Alex is that my friend Whitney, friend of the show, literally was just like I came to her for advice. I was like, what do you think of this person mm-hmm. and our dynamic? And she was just like, you know what? Um it doesn't matter what I think. And, you know, I don't necessarily love it for you. I, I, I see you upset um, mm-hmm. about what what's happening pretty often. But you're going to keep doing this relationship until you don't want to anymore. Mm-hmm. And when and if that comes, I'll be here for you. Mm-hmm. And it just like it took the pressure. It made it all feel like I was amping up in my mind. What a big deal. What how important every little one of the decisions that I was making was. Yeah. It just like turned the volume down in my brain. Like yeah. it, it's it's going to be fine no matter what. You That's know, true. I think. The scary thing in this case is the marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and people get married for a lot of different reasons. And I'm, I try really hard not to be judgmental about a reason that anyone would get married. Um, and, and also not to view marriage as like the end point of all relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people get married, married to um, fuck with the things that abusive borders do to people moving around the world and some people get married um for you know financial reasons some people get married because that's the type of relationship they want Mm -hmm. so i I would maybe probe your friend about what marriage means to them you know because it is fast and so i wouldn't even specifically talk about the relationship but like what 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 does this marriage what is this decision what does it even mean to you it doesn't seem like this person quite knows i was gonna i wonder who proposed you know what i mean like whose idea was this that's true too (laughs) Mm -hmm. i also don't think it's i don't think it's wrong to have the conversation it is risk as teeb says it it could be a rift between you and your friend but Mm -hmm. um it also might help solidify some thinking that your friend has about their relationship it might sort of call to attention things they didn't notice before or are afraid to admit and so it might make a safe space for them to talk to you maybe even later about the thing so i wouldn't necessarily I, i wouldn't do it the way alex did it where she's like your your partner is trash well uh, i have to i have to also interject in my situation it was like actually abusive it was like abusive. Oh, do you yeah. know what i mean so yep. it wasn't That's like you're different. just trash it's yep. like you you're yep. dating a partner who's abusive i don't know if you see that yep. or not but That's, anyway yes but i think you know having that conversation even if it doesn't go well in that moment yeah. might help that person in the long run yeah you i know, just think i i would I, come to it from a place of curiosity mm-hmm. yeah oh for sure 100 and and ask like you know, why now? You know, you can actually do this later, too. And are there reasons that, like, that just having a relationship are unsatisfying? Because they probably not. I can't imagine. I don't know what a marriage would bring to this that you being together doesn't. And you've only been, you know, physically proximate for two months. Like, it might be a little quick to be making a it's a It's a big decision, both, like, you know, in terms of tying your finances to somebody else and not just your totally. life. And it can be an expensive one if you want to get out of it. So, exactly. you know, you could wait, too. Yeah. I love that advice coming at it from a place of curiosity, you know, asking questions. I think that's asking good. Lots of, yeah. lots of questions. And yeah. then just always the knowledge, like, we got you no matter mm-hmm. what you decide to do, you know. Yeah. Hi, I'm a queer millennial who's really resonated with how you guys have talked about how the world is on fire and becoming increasingly uninhabitable because of capitalism and white supremacy. Um, And I've really resonated with how you all have talked, you know, some of you have spoken about your ideas about parenthood and whether or not you want to have children or raise children in some capacity. And I'm now thinking about that. So I'm looking for your bad thoughty advice on whether or not I should have a baby eventually, maybe someday, because I'm thinking about it. Uh, mostly I just keep looking at really cute babies on TikTok and I think it's poisoning my brain. Okay. Thank you. That That is not the, the thoughty advice that I thought I was going to come no. after. Do you have any thoughty advice on? <laughs> I'm becoming a parent. I wouldn't, but that's just me. I can answer that question definitively. No, I would resent anything that relied on me for survival. I would just do that. I, but I also don't have an, I've ne- it's never been a goal for me. And, you know, as queer people, as a queer man, 
I would have to try really hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not something that's going to happen to me accidentally. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, it, you know, I'm coming into it from, from a different perspective. But I, um, I, but I have a lot of friends who are, who are having their, their, their first children. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a lot of cousins who are having their fifth or sixth, <laughs> but I have a lot of friends who, you know, and it's like, babies are a part of my life now because. Are you Uncle Teebs? Oh. Well, I mean, to a certain capacity, not all of them. Like some of them, I've I, I've only just met recently, or some of them I I met when they were very little. And over the pandemic, they've you know developed vocabularies, and I'm just like watching this thing with this person rather <laughs> like evolve in real time. And it, it seems like a really big, profound experience for my friends who wanted that. And it's like it, you just have to. I can't I can't answer that question for another person because mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not susceptible to baby fever. It doesn't rub off on me. I see it and I'm like, oh, that's so cute. And that's a great journey for you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly, Joe is the one that got me really thinking. Like, well, for weird timing context, I literally just texted my doctor yesterday to inquire about freezing my eggs. Because, well, Joe, this is also, you're the one who told, you were like, bitch, you're 34. Freeze your fucking eggs. You're old. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, it's one of those things I, I think. To, 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 def- to defend myself so yeah. I do not get canceled, I did not put it in those No, words. he didn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Joe didn't say it like that. He was he was actually really, really sweet about it and was like, this is, because I think for, I don't know, for me, in a lot of ways, it was it was just like, something I'm just going to worry about down the line. You know what I mean? Like I'm interested in it, but it's something that like, you know, obviously I'm not going to think of that right now. And then it becomes the time when you have to think about it. And Joe very sweetly, gently reminded me that it would be a good time to do it now. You know what I mean? And like, (laughs) but having said that Joe's, the things that Joe has said on the podcast about like the fact that, you know, as the, caller mentioned the world is burning and the world is shit and like everything is only going to be getting exponentially worse like definitely um has occurred to me in that in that discussion like ultimately though for me i i just really you joe's a scientist like obviously the world is going to continue getting shittier and climate change is going to be even worse we know that those are facts but like i don't know what the future is going to look like well enough to say i don't want to have a baby you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to bring a baby into the world. Like, I think that it's probably true that their life is going to be, like, shittier than ours in a lot of ways and that the world is going to be overall shittier. But, like, I just don't know what it's going to look like enough to not make that decision. And I don't think that, like, I've – even as we discussed this, yeah. I up, – up until this year, I was not in a place financially that I could bring another life into this world. Yeah. There yeah. was just yeah. no way yeah. I was going to be a fucking touring performer. Yeah, <laughs> right. With a child, and before that, I was I was living with like four other people and their all of their significant others and all of their dogs. Mm-hmm. Like that wouldn't have been the place to bring a child into the world, neither. Yeah. You know, yeah. So there's a degree of like financial stability that um, is largely unattainable for our generation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's really um, this is a really hard question for me. Uh, I I wanted to be a parent ever since I was little. Like I had dreams of being pregnant in my little cis boy body um which i have come to understand is not that typical um and i've always been very maternal um and in, <laughs> indeed and in, you know sort of in the situation where i was thinking about co- co-parenting um it was with uh, two cis women and they kept saying time and time again like i was the mom <laughs> like mm-hmm. they both were like you of the three of us you are the maternal one you are the caregiver and you are 100 percent the mom <laughs> um i have been really really struggling with um the question of climate change and um bringing youth into the world and where i came down is that i don't want to make biological babies um i just don't want to add a human being to the planet um because i do think that the the world is going to get worse and i actually kind of resent being alive and like i know that sounds glib but like i mean it very earnestly like given the choice between being alive and not having ever existed i might have preferred um the latter um but i have always wanted to adopt as Teebs mentions it's really really expensive um Mm -hmm. to adopt a baby and so i don't know whether i'm ever going to be um in the place to do it or not um and then in this situation where i was thinking about actually having a biological baby um it was because a couple came to me and they were going to have a bio baby anyway and the question was just whether i wanted to 
be the bio father of the bio mm-hmm. baby they were having um, and co-parent with them. And in that case, I was like, well, they're having a bio baby anyway. Sure. You know, it, it sort of took away um, the feeling that I have about making a baby who wouldn't otherwise exist. Um, so I, for me, I mean, I, there's both the intense longing to, to, to parent. Uh, and obviously, you know, the most traditional way to parent is to make a human form. Um, and I'm pretty convinced right now that I don't want to do that. I don't want to add a baby to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's like, what else, what else might parenting look like, you know? Yeah. And if Alex, yeah. if Alex wants, I, I have 50, I have 12 cc's of Osmondson uh, fr- frozen, frozen down. Oh if anyone health. listeners get into it, you know? Hello, thoughts. Um, One dilemma or question I've been pondering lately is thinking about how queer people seem to really only be able to live their most authentic lives in urban centers and how urban spaces aren't always the best for our mental health and well-being. So what are your thoughts on queer people moving out of cities and into more rural areas and how do we still find that queer community that we need in spaces where that might not be readily available or accessible. Thanks. Mm. I actually, I actually know people. I have a couple of good friends who have, um, bought really, 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 really cheap land, um, with fixer upper homes, um, in actually both of them in New Mexico, um, like the whole land and plot was maybe $20,000 total. So, so your, your, um, 20% down payment is like $5,000 and then your monthly mortgage is like four fifty. Um, and, and with remote, they could work remotely. So they were leaving New York, um, or really, really seriously downsizing in New York. Um, and then had this, um, like 10 acre, uh, huge tract tract of land but really in the middle of nowhere in new mexico um and the way they did it is by making it a a commune and retreat basically Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um inviting having like a schedule and trying to have at at all times at least one other person out there both living with them for Mm -hmm. free but then also participating in renovating the house and property building fences um redoing bathrooms etc so it's like they just put in a little legwork and they get to stay in this beautiful um, natural area for free. Um, And then they're back in the city. They have like maybe a small studio back here. And so they spend a few months back here and go back there. And um, it's really working for them. You know, Um, I don't necessarily think any life is perfect, um, but it definitely uh, itches the scratch or scratches the itch for (laughs) both um, the community that a city can offer. Mm -hmm. And then the more touch grass meditative life that um rural living i do think um can offer and really help you with the the overrushed oversaturated feeling of a city yeah but there's the question was about living authentically mm-hmm. and being able to do that you know in the burbs or in the country or whatever in the cut somewhere and i to that i say okay well what does living <laughs> authentically mean like i I found I'm in a position in in my life where I feel like I've I've done a lot of work to be myself in any room I go into Mm -hmm. and any any Peter Pan or any Greyhound or, you know, any like jitney that I am in, regardless of like where I am. And it does in a way like it can put you in danger, you know, Mm -hmm. like because my voice will out me faster. Well, I mean, now <laughs> I got the fashion glow up, so that says a little hey. something about my position as well. <laughs> the I don't YSL know, carry jacket. Around, yeah, if you feel in danger, just carry around a red hat and blend in. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. No. I mean, I'm I, just think, kidding. I think what you're talking about, Joe, like, if you're... So I have two sets of gay godparents. They're both gay, They're both older. It's like a gay, two gay men who are like... 65 and live in New York City and two gay men who are like 65 each 65 and live in like Connecticut in like a town you know and I notice a huge difference in like the community between those two those two Mm -hmm. couples you know like Mm -hmm. my my New York gay godparents are like fucking gay as hell like you know like 
gay nightlife writers. Like, and I think it has to do, of course it has to do with people's personality, but like the access to queer community in New York City versus like a mm-hmm. suburb in Connecticut is just hugely different. And like, so what you were saying, Joe, about the commune, like if you are moving out of an urban area, you have to be ultra intentional about like building your queer community. Yep. My girlfriend and I lived in a suburb for the six months during COVID for the first time in my adult life since high school. It was my first time not living in a city. And I struggled. I really fucking yeah. struggled. Yeah. And like, yeah. granted yeah. that was during COVID. And so it was really hard to build community and blah, blah, blah. But like, it's it's a huge fucking difference. And like, even when you do build queer community, like the variety of people is so so much less in a, in a non-urban area. It's just there are fewer people. Yeah, and so like, yeah. not to say at all, not to say at all that it's not possible. It's just like, you really, you really need to seek it out. Whereas like in yeah. New York or and any other urban center, I always say New York because I'm a New Yorker, but like any other urban center, like it's, it's going to be much more automatic, I think. But like, if it's something that's important to you to not live in a city, because hell yeah, I understand the problems with mental health of living in a fucking yeah. shoebox in New York and paying $3,000. Like that's a problem. But um, there are other things that can be great about it. So I think it's, it's like a trade off. And it's also like there are other cities than New York. Definitely. You know, um, yeah, and know. and some some other cities have have nature more integrated into the city or more yeah. easily accessible from the city, which is one of the things I love about Los Angeles because I can get to Griffith in ten minutes from my friend's mm-hmm. house where I stay at, and you know, alt- like ultimately touch grass. Like I can right. I can put I can put down my phone, go on a day long hike, really feel my body, really feel the sky, really feel the earth. Um, you know, New York in New York, um, I've I made choices in COVID um, that I needed to be near to green space. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I moved to an area that is more affordable, but is walkable to Prospect Park. Uh, And I'm there like almost every day. I mean, like truly almost every day. And there are areas of the park that are feel pretty wild, right? Feel pretty full of nature and sky and and green ground. Um, And I love going with my dog there and he gets to run. And and it it just is like it it has transformed my mental health, um, even even while still living um, in the city. But there are there are a lot of people who um, with community go off and buy cheaper property in the middle of nowhere. Um, It's happened a lot during COVID, I I think, with a lot of queer communities. I know some queer, such queer communities in Virginia and North Carolina. Um, I have some friends back home in the West who have not such large communes, but, you know, uh, a group of friends um, sort of get get a place uh, and maybe keep a tiny apartment in Portland or Seattle and then also have a larger home space. And again, you know, the hard part is capitalism. Not everyone has the resources to do this. Right. And that's it's like, yeah, if you don't have the resources to to be able to touch grass in your own city, your mental health is going to to suffer that's right. it, it's it's just like you, there's only but so much you can control but right. we we can control what's in our power you know yeah. and i think you can pool resources with friends um and 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 think about it that way where again um it's not so nuclear and singular like you're not going to move by yourself to the suburbs or to the country think more like what we are doing and yeah. like can can me and my friends have a five-year plan to like have a little bit more balance yeah. um, between city and country life and it could just be a matter i i don't maybe you guys know better than i do but like i don't because i don't know it off the top of my head but like doing really solid research you know what i mean like there yeah. are definitely towns that are way gayer than others. You know what I mean? Like there are super gay towns out there. Like I don't have the name of the towns off the top of my head, like I'm saying, but like, (laughs) I think you could probably like, you know, ask around and and research like places because there are for sure non-urban areas that are super gay friendly and super gay. And so it's probably a matter of finding those two. And there are, and there and talking about financial resources. I mean, and there are plenty of people who didn't have the financial resources to go to the city in the first yeah. place. Yeah, and they're True. still word. there, and they're still in those places. And yes. word, 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 word. You know, yeah. but I think what Alex says is is really, um, really hits home to me because it is like you have to be way more intentional. Queer life is not incidental. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and not it, anywhere. And I, I found it to to be. I, I found Los Angeles to be alienating, quite yeah. frankly. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's like really difficult to get around if you don't have a car and if you don't drive. And then also it's just like, what is I I was getting a ride home from um, when I was when I got back from Vancouver, I was in Vancouver for three weeks and it was just such a great experience. I got back from Vancouver and I was like plopped back into Los Angeles and I was like, oh, my God, like the guy who drove me back from the airport was like, so what do you like to do in L.A.? And I was like, (laughs) uh, get paid i don't know i don't know what i like to do in direct LA. deposit like, 
Like, like I don't, I actually don't know what I like to do here. Yeah. I don't. And I, you know, I'm not a driver. I'm not a hiker. I'm not a beach bum. I'm not like, you know, I'm not like into the scene or whatever. And yeah. I, I was mm. never into nightlife. Like it's just yeah. not, never yeah. been my tea. And so it's like, I, what do I like? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, New York, it's just like, I love being out. Yeah. I right. love being in the city. I love being in the streets. I love walking around. I mean, there's something about that. Like, I'm I'm not one to. I've I've always aspired to live in a big city, yeah. coming from mm-hmm. a very small place, and I can't imagine. And it wasn't just for the queer shit. Like, again, that was incidental. I just I needed a place that was as inexhaustible as I was, because mm. it just being in a quiet yeah. place. There's just mm. too. I just I I would I would I feel like I would go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you do, your your mouth is too loud for a quiet place, Steve. <laughs> you might say. You might say. I mean, I think I think we gave pretty good advice. If I didn't I say so myself, I'm not so sure about Listen, that. You know what? Hit us back. Hit us back if we if 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 anything develops from our advice. But um, yeah, thank you for calling in and please leave us more voice notes. It's really fun to get. Yeah, them. we love this. It was so yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling like I'm full, but I could still fit one more thing inside of me. I think Joe knows how I feel. <laughs> I do. I have a, I have a plug in right now. <laughs> so uh, what do we got for dessert this week, y'all? Uh, it's me. I, I've got dessert and it is carbonation okay. bubbles. Yes. <laughs> I'm drinking um, my Topo Chico. You know, Seltzer water is gay water. Mm-hmm. I love it's just like it. I hate drinking water. I actually really, really hate it. But I drink seltzer water all fucking afternoon. I have my BDS, um, BDS compatible uh, home seltzer machine. I think it's called a drink mate or whatever. Okay. Uh, and I just I keep the water in the fridge. I just zhuzh, zhuzh, zhuzh it. It puts uh-huh. bubbles all through. And it just is so refreshing and light okay. it's like you have sparkling wines you have a cava you have a prosecco, prosecco. you have champagne mm-hmm. you have american sparkling just there's just something it's celebratory almost mm-hmm. you know it's like you take the alcohol of wine which we love on mm-hmm. this show officially <laughs> and then you add bubbles to it yeah mm-hmm. you know i think teebs is like a personal brand salesperson for hard seltzer oh god that's yeah. true you know are you still I, on I do- it well, I mean, I can't. You'd have to put gin in it. Like, it's yeah, just not exactly. Gin. That's the thing. But, it's a good mixer. Yeah, but um, I I remember I did this cleanse. This like like two weeks, two or three weeks, and it was just like, oh, the variety of things that I could eat was so low. Mm. And I remember realizing that I could have seltzer water, mm. and I almost cried. Oh shit! Because it was so restrictive, and I was just like, it was, it was like, and I hadn't had anything but flat tap water in like a week, and like a little, oh. like eight ounces of coffee, maybe. Yeah. Um. But then I, I remember just ugh, those bubbles hit. Yeah. <laughs> the bubbles hit so hard, and I love like I love my home seltzer, but I love the like black cherry seltzer. Mm-hmm. I love the like um the 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 lime cherry seltzer or lime raspberry seltzer mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. The lemon seltzer, the lime seltzer, like. I love the flavors as well. You can always get it at like a corner store in New York. It's cheap. You get the little the little bottle, twenty mm-hmm. ounce. It just mm, it like it hits. And I love that like different seltzers have different carbonation levels. Like yeah. a Sa- a San Pellegrino is totally different than like the Poland Spring yes. New York style seltzer. The 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 San, the San Pellegrino is like a nice light bubble, yes. you know, and it it's a little bit more like it wets your whistle a little more, whereas yeah. the other ones are a little more aggressive and like and like hit your nose when you yeah. open them and I just it's just it 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 is just water but gay I like and thinking I of it as gay water have you guys had Hal's yeah. it's like New York seltzer oh yes it's yeah it's like one of, it's amazing one, it's one of the classics in every corner store it's a right? classic in the corner store and also like mm-hmm. you mentioned it ho but Prosecco is Prosecco is my carbonated beverage of choice I think I would say and I think you're right there's something festive about it there's something that feels it's good just, you pop Prosecco and, and it's gonna be like you're gonna have a nice time I think I'm going to get some after this. I love <laughs> turning a cocktail into a Royale, which is like uh. making like a white Negroni and then topping it off with a little sparkling wine. Oh, uh, okay. Or like it's it's really, really good with a um, 
gimlet, a gin gimlet. Um, you know, which oh. is kind of a drink that has a lot of bite to it. Mm-hmm. But if you top, if you make it a royale and put mm-hmm. a little ice and top it off with a little um, prosecco, for example, mm-hmm. it kind of mellows, but it still has like it adds a bubbliness to it. It's Sounds just amazing. it's super delish. Definitely okay. a gimlet with a, a a gimlet royale. Go for it, y'all! It is so good. It's refreshing. It's light. Um, I just I love carbonated beverages. I'm convinced um, you were talking about flavors, though, and this might be a little bit of a diversion. Mm -hmm. But how do y'all feel about blood orange as a flavor? Love. I love love Love. one of my favorite flavors. Yes. Yeah. So so when I was living abroad for a little while, uh, I found this like blood orange soda in Paris that I was just it was just like my little treat. It was like my favorite thing ever. Was it it like an orangina? Oh, okay. No, I actually don't remember what it was called. Orangina's Lauren Wilkinson showed it to me, and I was like, what is this? Orangina, let us just... Okay, Orangina's <laughs> great. But let us you lost his breath. Everyone here, Google French Orangina yeah. ads. They yeah. are fucking weird. Really? They're weird as shit. They're like, they're like, they're like, um, like, uh... They're like personified, like, bamboo sticks with, like, huge tits, and they're like... <laughs> yes. What? And they're like making out with octopuses with huge tits. It's so oh weird. God. Look at the look at Why YouTube did they make the commercials. It so weirdly sexy. Okay, we'll add it in the show notes. We'll add it in the show notes. And like I, I remember seeing like mm. outside all of the like cafes and the restaurants and stuff. You know, they'd have their like sandwich boards, but it would be like they would be Orangina like sponsored mm-hmm, sandwich boards. Mm-hmm, so it mm-hmm. would be those weird personified animals with huge tits and bikinis. <laughs> wow, that sounds fucking weird. I'm excited to get Prosecco and Google French Orangina commercials after this. <laughs> Mm-mm. Thank you, Hope. Yeah, see, such a orangina is so it's you literally take orange juice and you add sparkles and it makes it better. Yeah. Carbonation. Uh, this episode of Food for Thought is made possible by the generous, unequivocal support of Rose. Sparkling Rose. Sparkling, sparkling Rose. Rose. Sparkling Rose. And our new home at Stitcher. Our producer is comfortably plopped down in the thought seat this week, Alexandra De Palma. Yes. Subscribe, rate, and review us five stars on iTunes. I'm Tommy Teebs Pico at Hey Teebs, H E Y T E B S on Instagram because I deleted Twitter. I'm Alexandra De Palma and I'm at L S D Palma on Instagram and Twitter. Everything's got to be a drug thing with you, Alex. Awesome. Everything's got to be a drug <laughs> thing. I am Joseph Osmondson, scientist, nonfiction writer. You can uh, find me at www.josephosmondson.com where you can sign up for my newsletter where I will literally only tell you exciting updates about how you could buy my book that's coming out in June. Yay! Find us on Instagram as Gay Sluts Who Read or Gay Sluts Whore Ad, however you decide to intone that one. And join us on Facebook and Twitter at Food for Thought Pod. And finally, send your questions, thoughts, concerns, and dick pics to thoughts at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. As always, that's food, the number four, and thoughts spelled how? T H O T. We did it. We did it. We did not do it. We didn't show. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 